the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Love First Christian Center. Portions of this hour have been pre-recorded for broadcast at this time. Up next is Fresh Wind Radio, sponsored by Love First Christian Center. It's time for Dr. Jomo Cousins on Fresh Wind Radio. So if you can just give me the manual, please help me, Jesus. Brothers, am I, am I telling the truth? No, because see, there's this assumption that we should know better when many of us were raised by mothers. And if you didn't have a man to model what a man should be and what a man should do, you're just going to do the best you can. And the best we can ain't good enough. We hope you're excited to hear God's word today on Fresh Wind Radio. We've got some incredible opportunities lined up for you later on in the broadcast to support this radio ministry. But for now, let's get straight to the word with Dr. Jomo Cousin. kids in here that didn't go to children's church so y'all adults y'all know what i'm talking about you got it some people yep. weren't here last week so you gotta tell them what soup is oh sweetie. making soup is our code word but y'all understand and if y'all don't know what making soup is just just y'all know what making soup is so you're telling me that that that's how you be sometimes to... it works and we just you know everything's okay Lord Jesus. That letter, us. that letter O just makes you forget. Like, what was we arguing about? Anyway, I love you. I love you. You love me. You get a couple of O's in that soup. Lord Jesus. What was I arguing about this brother for? He is everything to me. I don't know what y'all talking about, man. <laughs> hey, hey. Ooh, that alphabet soup is so good. Wow, you are just off the rails. But you know what? On a serious note, on a serious note, in relationships, when we're, if we're talking about marriage and relationships, touching when you're disagreeing about something is is very important. Sometimes when we're arguing about something or we have a heated fellowship, we just hold hands and we'll talk. I have to grab her. Because it's a lot easier sometimes he has because no. I go off the handle. And he'll, like, hug me, like, come and give me a hug. Like, I, oh, no, I'll grab her I'll hands. I'll hold him. Yeah, I'll, I'll grab her hands and say, let's pray. And she should be fighting me. But I'll hold his hand and we'll pray. Yeah. By the time we're done, I'm a little bit calmer I said, to receive what he has to say. Because I can, I can tell when she's on edge. So when she's on the edge, I, I get touching. I start touching. I say, come here. And I know she don't want to touch my hands at that moment. I, sometimes she'll try to push away, and I'll, do, you know, I'll grab her. I said, now, I ain't going to hurt you, but you ain't going nowhere. So you might as well start breathing. 
and, and go ahead and calm yourself down, but you ain't going nowhere. And because I know that if you allow emotion to take over, logic leaves. That's right. When emotion takes over, logic leaves. You stop thinking about stuff that make perfect sense. You done gone, gone. So I said, come on, sit down. And if she tried to sit down, I said, okay, well, I'm going to have to sit you down. Now, I don't want to do this, but uh, we got to work this out by God's grace. Amen. Amen. So, Amen. and one of the key aspects of when, you don't, when you're not in good fellowship is you don't want to touch. So you have to fight that. Mm-hmm. Amen. No, the Bible says where two touch and agree, God goes to work. That's right. So God can't work until you're touching. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. She may not like you today, just touch the back. <laughs> Wisdom keys. Lord Jesus. Now, how, how, do I, how do I make this work? Number one, I got to confess. You must confess. Look what it says. If we freely admit that we have sinned and confess our sins, he is faithful and just and true to his nature and promises and will forgive us our sins. And cleanse us continually. I like that. That means we are not ever clean. It's a continual cleaning. Just like some of y'all, praise God, took a bath this morning. If you do too much today, you're going to need to take a bath tonight. God willing, in the morning. Amen. <laughs> but you have, to, you have to continually be cleansed. And what happens when you confess, God can clean. God can, can't clean, but you don't confess. I'm going to say it again. God will clean what you confess, but he can't clean what you don't confess. Because once you confess, you're saying, Lord, I need soap. The Bible calls the word labor. So the word is like a soap. Amen. So if you allow the word to work on you, it will clean you up. Amen. And we all need some cleaning. Praise God. That perfume can't cover how much funk you got on you. Put all the perfume you want, but you stank. Amen. I, I didn't finish that last one. Can you go back for that one for me, please? Uh, the, yeah. Uh, continually from all righteousness, our wrongdoing, everything not in conformity with his will and purpose. Next one, next one, next one. Praise God. Therefore, confess your sins to one another, your false steps, your offenses. Man, you know what we talk about when we have a, a meeting? I have three questions I ask her when we have our meeting. Number one, have I offended you this week? Have I offended you this week? Why? Because there's a lot of small offenses that happen that we don't talk about. So what happens when you don't deal with it, it gets pushed down. And all of a sudden, somebody starts punching you in the middle of the night, and you wonder why you're punching me, because she's been pushing down stuff so long that then she went over the cliff. So I, have I offended you this week? The next one is, do you have an unmet need? Do you have an unmet need? Is there something I can provide to you right now that you don't have? One time she said, I need an iPad. I said, well, praise God, we'll get your iPad. I don't want to say if I can't fulfill. So when I say, do you have an unmet need, I'm asking you, is there something you need? Is it, is it, is it soup? Is it a dinner? Is it a massage? Is it a movie? I, I don't want to go so long when needs aren't met because when needs aren't met, there's a problem. Mm-hmm. So I always say, okay, is there something you need that, that's not being provided for you? The next question I ask is, what are your priorities for the week? We have weekly meetings. Why? Because, see, this is a priority to me. The Bible says to give honor and to give weight. That means she is a priority. So I have to say, babe, do you have a need? We, the last week she had a doctor's appointment, and I, I kind of cleared my schedule. I said, I'm going to go with you all day long. She said, for real? That was I, awesome. 
That was awesome. Now, but before, I would just let her take care of the appointments and the babies, do you. And then one day she said, babe, you know, I kind of feel lonely when it's time to go to the doctor. You know, I'd like for you to come. So I said, okay, God willing. I started taking the kids to the doctor's appointments. Praise the Lord. Then I said, then when she had a doctor's appointment, I said, I'll go with you. I'll cancel my schedule. I'll go with you. I'll be right there with you. And I didn't realize that was important because guess what? We didn't, she didn't express to me that was a need. Because if you don't tell me what you need, everyone keeps saying, you should know better. Well, if I ain't done it yet, obviously I don't. No. Can I get an amen? Because see, what happens, you keep assuming I know, but if I knew, I would do. I don't know, so I don't do what I don't know. And you keep looking at me like I'm crazy, but if somebody would have taught me this, I would have done it. I don't want hell. I don't want strife. I don't want headaches. I just want soup, kids, and fun. That's all I want. Come on, man. I don't want drama. I I got drama outside the house. I don't want drama in my house. I want peace. So if you can just give me the manual, please help me, Jesus. Brothers, am I I telling the truth? No, because see, there's this assumption that we should know better when many of us were raised by mothers. And if you didn't have a man to model what a man should be and what a man should do, you're just going to do the best you can. And the best we can ain't good enough. So then they leads to more frustration. Then we leave this one to find another one and realize you go to the new one, they crazy too. And you crazy too. Because everybody got some issues. So I say, okay, man, Jay, you got to get together. I mean, because truth be told, we were talking this week at the table. And my wife said, Joma, why do you always say, you know, about your, your past? And you're like, I don't remember none of that stuff you're talking about. What are you talking about? I said, thank you, Jesus. I thought, I honestly thought he was just trying to, like, relate to other people. Because every time he says that in church, he says, you know, I used to be terrible, y'all. I used to, I have a past. And I was thinking, what is he talking about? I don't remember anything. And I was, I was telling him today, I, was, I mean, this past weekend, I said, you know, the first couple of years of our marriage, I thought we were doing really good. I must have been like in this little bubble, like, la, la, la. You've been listening to Fresh Wind Radio with Dr. Jomo Cousins, Senior Pastor of Love First Christian Center in Riverview, Florida. Hello, family. I'm so excited to come today and discuss all the amazing things that God is growing. My latest book, Prayer Life, The Conversation, has officially launched, and I can't wait for you to get it in your hands. In this book, I share my journey on the power of prayer. I talk about how I became known as the prayer guy. I speak on the 18 reasons for unanswered prayer, 10 conditions for answered prayer, 5 benefits of daily prayer, Hannah's 5 keys to her prayer success, Hezekiah's 7-step prayer model, and the 7 ways to pray to get answers. Throughout this book, I even do a daily journal to where you can log your conversation with God. Get this book in your hands. You can get it from Amazon.com or JomoCousins.com. Again, JomoCousins.com. Get your book today. Give someone the gift of prayer. God bless you. It's Pastor Jomo.
Hey, did you know you can join Dr. Jomo Cousins each weekday morning for 20 minutes of prayer to start your day? That's right. Monday through Friday at 6.30 a.m. Eastern, Dr. Jomo hosts a prayer conference call. It's a great way to begin your day in communication with the Father. The number to call in is 712-432-0075. Again, the number is 712-432-0075. You simply enter the access code 101-804. Again, the access code is 101-804. For more information or to leave a prayer request for Dr. Jomo to pray over, please visit our website at freshwindradio.com. And now, let's get back to the Word. No better when many of us were raised by mothers. And if you didn't have a man to model what a man should be and what a man should do, you're just going to do the best you can. And the best we can ain't good enough. So then they lead to more frustration. Then we leave this one to find another one and realize you go to the new one, they crazy too. And you crazy too. Because everybody got some issues. So I say, okay, man, Jay, you got to get together. I mean, because truth be told, we were talking this week at the table. And my wife said, Jomo, why do you always say, you know, about your, your past and all? You're like, I don't remember none of that stuff you're talking about. What are you talking about? I said, thank you, Jesus. I thought, I honestly thought he was just trying to, like, relate to other people. Because every time he says that in church, he says, you know, I used to be terrible, y'all. I used to, I have a past. And I was just thinking, what is he talking about? I don't remember anything. And I was, I was telling him today, I, was, I mean, this past weekend, I said, you know, the first couple of years of our marriage, I thought we were doing really good. I must have been, like, in this little bubble, like, and he was miserable because every time he would mention, you know, oh, man, we had such a hard time, I didn't remember any hard times. Then he started bringing up stuff, and I was like, oh, yeah, you did do that. That was. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, said, I said, babe, well, what about this? Oh, yeah. You did do that, huh? I said, what about that? Dang. Yeah, you did that, too. And what about that? And she's like, I guess you're right. Yeah. And, I, <laughs> you know, because. There is some guilt and some shame. When you really, you know, she's like, you know, because she said, Jomo, um, she said, um, you were kind of uh, out there. Well, I got when quiet we, up in there. <laughs> when, we, when, we, when we were dating in college, we were not saved. Look at your neighbor and say, we were not saved. Not saved. We were in college. More than 20 years ago, so don't judge me. <clears throat> he was, he was out there. He was a football player, very popular. I mean, football player, big dude named Jomo, you know. So, it was a lot of people on campus that liked him. So, a lot of girls didn't like me. And he would do things like take me over his friend's house that liked him. But he was like, oh, this is just my cool friend. <laughs> this girl would bring out a photo album. Not all the time. It happened one time and we didn't go back. 
She she didn't know the rules. Photo album of Jomo and his other football friends going to a party in their boxers with nothing else on. That's what in your boxers mean. All over their body, like in the picture, they shining. I said, why are y'all shining like that? Oh, that was Vaseline. And then the girl said, oh, yeah. And then this is the time when Jomo, I'm like, you got a photo album of Jomo? And then I'm looking over at him like, why am I here? Why are we in this chick's house? I didn't house? think she was going to do that. I, 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 I didn't, I, that wasn't why my this expectation. This is your friend with pictures of you in a photo album, I mean. I didn't know she had the picture. I didn't know all the pictures being, you know, I, that kind of threw me up. So. When he mentions to you all that the first 10 years of marriage, I told him I would not have been shocked if a girl would have called our phone and said, I have Jomo's baby and he's now 10 years old. And I'm like, come on, bring the baby on in. Who this little Jomo to? Well, little Jomo, meet little Jomo. Come on in, what you want? Now we got two kids. But what was not going to happen is us separate. You coming in with your child, your child can stay, but you can't stay. What, what do you want? Whatever you want, we give that to you. You leave, the baby can stay. But this right here, we're not going nowhere. At that point, I have worked too hard to get this man just the way I want him. Nobody going to come in and reap the benefits of all my hard work, blood, sweat, and tears? No, ma'am. This is it for us. Till death do he part. That's it. I was telling my neighbor yesterday, I said, I could not, you know, if we didn't have children, we didn't have anything else, I could not imagine life without this one right here. So this is it for me. So I just hope that he feels the same way because until death do him part, I'm it for him. (sighs) So that's why when he says he has an unmet need or he needs something, or when he was telling me I wasn't cooking something right, I went right to his mama house like, okay, how does he like it? Because that's how I wanted to cook. Because this is it for him. So if I'm not making the curry chicken right, then you need to show me what I'm doing wrong, what ingredient I'm missing out, because this is it. That's all the curry chicken he going to get. Right here. Jerk chicken, ackee and sawfish, stew peas, whatever you need is right here. (laughs) This is it. (laughs) And sometimes we have to fight for our relationship because in our minds we're thinking... If it don't work out, it's okay. We can just get a divorce and move on. It's, it's not the end of the world. We could just get a divorce. Sometimes we have that in our minds, in the back of our minds, that that's our get-out-of-jail-free. When, when you don't have a get-out-of-jail-free card, you say, this is it. You work it out. This chick not going to come in here and tell me, oh, we, well, we could be together, Jomo, because, you know, we already had this. Oh, hell to the no, no, no. No. Lord Jesus. No, no, no. <laughs> you don't. <laughs> 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 
And I know. <laughs> <laughs> but this is it for me. Wow. So. Jesus. Now, let me just clarify. What are you clarifying? We're at a pajama party. And I have my pajamas on. Let's leave it alone. It's, it's, Thank you. Thank you. Y'all act like y'all never. I just don't want you to dig a, a hole deeper than. Did y'all have anything underneath those boxers? <laughs> Wisdom key number two. <laughs> we must know love. There it we is, must right know there. Love. Praise the Lord. There is no fear in love. Drug. Dread does not exist. Perfect and complete and full-grown love drives out fear. Yes. Are you fearful right now? No, I ain't scared. You shouldn't be. No, I ain't going nowhere. I already know. I already got good life insurance. Yes. <laughs> complete and full-grown. Now, look at this. Full-grown. Here's the thing, family. <clears throat> the opposite of love is fear. So, if I'm in fear, I can't be in, be in love. love. That's good. And when I'm in love, I can't be in fear. Fear is, I, I don't know if they're going to be here. I'm, I'm not sure they're going to be here. I don't trust. I don't, no, no, I'm in love. So when, so when she told me that, we, I don't know why she told me that. We were just sitting at the table and said, Jomo, someone knocked on the door right now and said, this is, this is Jomo's baby. I said, come on in. Let's talk about it. How much you need per month? Uh, what's the visitation rights? And uh, these are his brothers and sisters, and uh, we're going to be cool. I said, who says that? I said, golly. And, and I said, wow, where have you grown from? Because there was a season where we had some, some challenges. Amen. Yeah. And she said, oh, my God. I said, I don't know where you're going with that one. Leave it right there. I wasn't going to say anything. You said enough for the day. Uh, <laughs> but to get to the place where she says, and this is not going to happen, by the way. It won't. Yeah, no. Nah. I'm so happy to be here right now. It's 18 years of having a child. No one knocking my door. I'm thankful. Amen. And no, no, no. What do you mean by that? Because there was a season where, you know, in the back of her mind, she's like, could someone knock on our door? That's a terrible place to be, man, because of me. And for me now to be a pastor, that's why some of my boys from college can't come to church. It's like, because if Joma, Joma, Joma? And if God can change me, he can change anybody. Amen. And I'm not saying I was, well, let's leave that alone. So, look what it says. Because fear involves the expectation of, the, of divine punishment, so the one who is afraid of God's judgment is not perfected in love, has not grown sufficient in understanding. Thank you, sweetie. Mm -hmm. Praise God. That is a big difference. Yeah. Of God's love. You know, <clears throat> not many people are used to transparency from the pulpit. Uh, I don't accidentally bear my soul. I purposely do it. And there was a season where my wife was like, man, why are you so transparent? Well, because I, I'd go to church and everyone would be a fake. No one really telling you how it is and how it was. And I said, if God, if you call me, I'm going to be real. I'm going to be real, raw, and relevant because my goal is to get the brother who's on the lifeline, to get the sister whose tank is on E, and, and to show them that, guess what? If you allow God in your life, 
God can turn your situation around. Because praise God, if you'd have told my wife when we got married that Jomo G. Cousins would be a pastor, she would have said, you a liar. But look at God. So as you go through your situation right now, whatever it may be, the first thing is to say, look, I blew it. Own it. And then after you empty yourself, you allow God to fill you back up. Stop waiting for a person to fulfill you. Your fulfillment comes through your relationship with Christ. And then your overflow is what they can hold on to. Oh, God, I thank you. Right now, just bow your heads. You've been listening to Fresh Wind with Dr. Jomo Cousins, Senior Pastor of Love First Christian Center in Tampa, Florida. If you've been blessed by the word today, you can pick up a copy of today's message or any of our other great teaching series by simply visiting our website at freshwindradio.com. All of us at Fresh Wind want to thank you for listening and for your continued support to this radio ministry. If you'd like to support Fresh Wind Radio, you can do so by visiting our website at freshwindradio.com and simply clicking the Donate tab. Thanks again for supporting. We'll see you next time on Fresh Wind Radio.